Praise the Lord, K3C. Indeed, it is a wonderful Sunday, and this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall be glad in it. I don't know how you're feeling back at home. Uh, we really miss you, big time, <laughs> big time. But we know that we are almost in the end of all this that has been happening around us, and we know that once again, the Lord will bring us all back uh, together, that we may be able to fellowship uh, with one another. I know when you are at home, uh, social distancing may be a big one, <laughs> you know, because you're with your family. But I'd like you just to turn to your family members and tell them, welcome to the service this morning. Um, have you told them? <laughs> tell them, welcome uh, to the service this morning. And so allow me even to pray even as we come, and I know Linda prayed, but allow me also to pray even as we come to listen to the word of the Lord uh, this morning. Father, we thank you. We are grateful, Lord, even for this time, Lord. We want to commit our time together even as we take uh, this time to hear from you, O Lord. Father, I want to pray that even as I speak to your people, that, Lord, you're going to use me, Lord, even just as your vessel, Father. How I pray the Lord I may decrease as you increase, O Lord. How I pray that Jehovah God, as everyone who is tuned in uh, within our borders and even beyond, Father, I pray the Lord may this word be a word for us even in this season. For we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, for you who has been part of us for the last two, and this is the third month, we have been going through the book of Hebrews. And today we come to the end of this series that we've been going through, uh, the book of Hebrews. And when you think about this chapter that you're going to be tackling today, uh, Hebrews chapter 13, it is more of what I would call a conclusion. It is what Paul, the writer sorry, says that it is an exhortation, an encouragement uh, to the people. And even as you listen to me today, my prayer for us is that this word will also be able to speak to us even in the times that we are facing uh, today. Reflecting on this, I was reminded and I was thinking that sometimes the urge to quit is one that we continually have to battle with once in a while or even daily depending on what season you are facing. We find ourselves in uncertain times, times that we would desire were not part of our lives. We stand in times where the days of our lives have had to change, facing a pandemic that possibly has brought to some questions more than answers. So in this chapter, the call to the believers is this, that the writer is telling them this, and that will be the major theme of this sermon today, that is calling on them to keep the faith. To keep the faith. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 to 4, it says that so we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm, and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us 
by those who heard him speak. And the writer, as he's coming to a conclusion, this again is what he's telling them. Do not drift back. Do not drift away. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. And that is what the Lord would want of us even in this season. In the things that we are facing, the Lord is telling us, keep the faith. Keep the faith. Just a slight background, and this we shared even as we started this series, is that the book of Hebrews brings us to a place where it deals with Jewish converts who were familiar with the Old Testament. And they were being tempted to revert to Judaism or to Judaize the gospel. And so for them, Judaism was a religion that they keenly followed. That introducing something else to them in regards to the Messiah was not an easy thing. Divinely designed to them, it was the best religion which would express their true worship, their devotion to God, the commandments, the rituals, and the traditions that they needed to uphold. And so when Christ comes in in this context, it is more of a new thing to them, but then it was important of them to receive the Messiah and to become followers of Jesus. And so following Jesus seemed to change their marvelous heritage and the scriptures that they thought they knew in a different way, to look at the law in a different way. And so to them, it was a time that the writer, when he comes to Hebrews chapter 13, he's telling them that this which you have received, for you who has decided to follow Jesus, keep the faith. Keep the faith. When I look at the entire book of Hebrews, one of the things you see that in the first 10 chapters, it is said majorly it deals with doctrinal matters. And when you come to chapter 10, 11, moving forward, it calls them to a practical understanding to the practical implications that are there of following Christ. And I believe when you read in chapter 11, which talks about the men and the women of faith, and we were taught the other Sunday by Lydia that, you know, she spoke about a faith that conquers. Chapter 12 talks about a faith that endures. Last week, Pastor, Den Pastor Dennis spoke about, you know, faith in action, tackling the behavior of faith. And it is my belief when I look from chapter 11 moving forward is that the writer is building up on matters of faith, on matters of faith. How is your faith today? How is your faith this morning? Because I believe in Hebrews chapter 13, there's a build-up that starts from chapter 11, chapter 12, just focusing on faith. In the times that we are facing, how is your faith? What are you struggling in? Is it hard now to believe in the Lord that he will come through for you? Is it hard for you to believe that still God is with us even through this season? I said Hebrews chapter 13 is an exhortation. It is a word to encourage them. It is a word that the writer is telling them, you know, keep to these things and you shall continue to stand. 
You know, in the definition of keeping the faith, I read somewhere it says that keeping the faith means what? To continue to believe in, to trust, to support someone or something when it is difficult to do so. When it is difficult to do so. And like I said, I believe this is what the Lord is telling us even in this time. Keep the faith as much as it may be a difficult time or a difficult season we may be facing as individuals and even as a nation. And so we come to Hebrews chapter 13. And I'm going to read from verse 1 to uh, 25. Hebrews chapter 13. And it says this, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some have done this. Sorry. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Remember those in prison as if you are there yourself. Remember also those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own bodies. Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to, the one, to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Verse 7. Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good work. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from rules about food which don't help those who follow them. Verse 10. We have an altar from which the priests in the tabernacle have no right to eat. Under the old system, the high priest brought the blood of animals into the holy place as a sacrifice for sin, and the bodies of the animals were burned outside the camp. So also, Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. So let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace he bore. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. This are the sacrifices that please God. Verse 17. Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. Pray for us 
for our conscience is clear and we want to live honorably in everything we do and especially pray that I will be able to come back to you soon. Verse 20. Now, may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you, through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him, all glory to him forever and ever. Amen. I urge you, dear brothers and sisters, to pay attention to what I have written in this brief exhortation. I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released from jail. If he comes here soon, I will bring him with me to see you. Greet all your leaders and all the believers there. The believers from Italy send you their greetings. May God's grace be with you all. Praise the Lord. Like I say that chapter 13 is, is an exhortation, an encouragement, a word that the writer is giving them, that they may pay attention to the things that he's telling them. And allow me to start from verse 22 of that chapter, even as we come into this chapter, because in verse 22 he says this, I urge you, dear brothers and sisters, to pay attention to what I have written in this brief exhortation. Praise the Lord. And that is my urge to you today, dear brothers and sisters, to pay attention to what the writer is speaking to us even this morning. The first thing I like to say that as we are being called to keep the faith, we should understand that as we keep the faith, our faith will only be seen when we are able to love one another. To love one another. And the writer basically here speaks into their relationships. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 would say, Love each other deeply. Love each other deeply. And so when you come to Hebrews 13, verse 1 to verse 3, he says this, Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Remember those in prison as if you were there yourself. Remember also those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in their own bodies. That you are told this, that in loving one another, it is key, it is the premise of growing in our faith. Our faith, even in such a time as this, will only be seen when we seek to love one another. And the writer says, keep on loving each other. Keep on loving each other. And you may ask, what is the big deal here? We already love one another. But I believe even in such a time as this, it is important we understand this. Why? Because when you go to Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 to 46, I'll not read the whole of it. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 to 46, 
Did you know we shall be judged by how we love one another? How we are a blessing to one another? Because the Bible says in Matthew chapter 25, verse 31, that but when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. And like I've said, the writer of Hebrews understood that our final judgment, how we love one another, will be part of what we'll be judged on. And that is why he tells them, keep on loving one another. Because like we've read in Matthew 25, that when the Son of Man comes in his glory, how we loved one another, how we cared for one another, will be part of what I would say, our certification. Our certification. And that is why he's saying, do this, keep on loving one another. Something that I love out of that portion in Hebrews chapter 13. Allow me to talk about verse 2. That says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some have done this and have entertained angels without realizing it. One of the things I believe is that there is power in hospitality. There is power in inviting somebody to your house. There is something divine that happens, and yet many a times, many people don't understand that part. Because the scriptures tell us of people who entertain strangers. And I'm not saying that you become reckless, but even now, if COVID was not there, would you be welcoming people even into your house? Because the scripture is full of examples of people who understood this principle. The Bible talks about Abraham in Genesis chapter 18, where he saw these three men and he invited them to his house. He made a feast for them, a meal for them, and out of that he received a prophecy about the birth of his son. Judges chapter 6 will talk about Gideon, verse 11 to 23. Judges chapter 13 we talk about Manoah, where there are this man who came to his wife and prophesied over her. And the wife went and told Manoah, the husband, you know, there are this man who came and prophesied over my life. And we are told that Manoah went out and looked for them and invited them and made a feast for them. There is power when you're able to understand that the Bible is telling us, don't forget to show hospitality. There is something that happens when you do that. 
And there are many more examples from Elisha with the Shunammite woman. There's Luke, sorry, there's Elijah, sorry, and the widow Zarephath. Zacchaeus himself hosted Jesus. And the writer of Hebrews is reminding us that these are things I'm telling you in this exhortation that seek to do these things. Seek to do these things because these are the expressions of our faith. These are key because Matthew 25 has told us that when the Son of Man comes in his glory, part of what shall grant us that certification Beyond salvation, our deeds and our works will be important on how we hosted others, of how we were a blessing to others. As a church, we have called on you to be a blessing to the ones who are needy. How have you played your part even in that? That is how we are able to express our faith to others when we become a blessing to them. But secondly, in keeping the faith, in verse 4, the writer introduces something and says that give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. For God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. You know, in Malachi chapter 2, Malachi chapter 2, Verse 13 to 14, it says, Malachi talking and writing about Judah's unfaithfulness. He says, and this is another thing you do. You cover the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping and groaning, because he no longer regards your offerings or receives them, with them gladly from your hands. Yet you ask why. It is because the Lord has been a witness between you and the wife of your youth, against whom you have broken faith, though she is your companion and your wife by covenant. And Malachi was talking about broken faith. Why? Because of sin. And the writer is telling us that even in our relationships, because from verse 1 to 4 of Hebrews chapter 13, he's talking about our relationships. That are you able to keep the faith in honoring your marriage, in honoring those whom you are in relationship with. Are you faithful even today? Because I believe even as, even as I speak this morning is that there are marriages which are on the rocks. Have you kept the faith? Because Malachi chapter 2 verse 14, Malachi says you have broken faith. You have broken faith. And that is why the writer of Hebrews chapter 13 is saying, you know, honor marriage. Be faithful in your marriage. Because God will surely judge they who are immoral. That the Lord is saying that we may keep faith even in our marriages. Even in our marriages. At such a time as this. And when you continue in verse 5 and 6. Verse 5 says that don't love money, be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you, I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, 
So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? The Lord is telling us that even in this time that we are being told to keep the faith, he'd want us to be content and put our trust in him. To be content and put our trust in him. That verse 5 has told us, don't love money, be satisfied with what you have. Because the Bible says that some have drifted away from the faith. Some have drifted away from the faith. Why? Because of the love of money. And that is in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. That for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith. Have wandered from the faith. And so we are being told that when we come to a place of being content, then we shall be able to keep the faith. We shall be able to keep the faith. But more than that, even as we're being encouraged to keep the faith, we are being told to put our trust in God. To put our trust in God. For he says, for God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. And so we can say with confidence that the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? That as the Lord is calling on you to keep the faith, he's saying, trust in me. For verse 5 has told us, for God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. That we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will have no fear. The one who is able to say such words, I believe, is that one who is saying this morning, that Lord, help me to keep the faith even in these times that we are living in. That truly as you are saying to me today, that you will never fail me, you will never abandon me. That Lord, may I keep the faith. May I be content. May I be content with what I have even today. Praise the Lord. And when you come to verse 7, it says this. Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. That if at all, even in such a time as this, and what the writer was telling these converts, is that when they look at their leaders, whatever they have been taught, that should be able to ground them to be able to keep the faith. Whatever you have been taught before, whatever the pastors have taught you, whatever the leaders have taught you, that should be able to ground you to keep the faith. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7 says, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. That the Lord is telling you what? That when you remember what you've been taught by your leaders, that will help you to keep the faith even in such a time as this. 
that you may be rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught. As we see in Colossians chapter 2, verse 7. Remember, the writer is encouraging them. It's an exhortation, telling them, these things will help you to keep the faith. Even as he comes to the end of his writing to them. And so, what are you reflecting on even lately? What word are you remembering even in such a time as this? What summons are you remembering even in such a time as this? Remember, remember what you were taught. Remember your leaders. Look at their lives. Learn from them. Follow the example of their faith. Because that will enable you to, to keep the faith. To keep the faith. Verse 8, it says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from rules about food which don't help those who follow them. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That in seeking to keep the faith, the writer is telling them, have faith in this Jesus who is immutable. This Jesus who is unchangeable. Have faith in him. He never changes. He is still the same. He is still the same. That when you're able to look at him as the God who never changes, a God who is constant in his love, a God who is dependable, not like man, that will help you to keep the faith. And that is why it tells them that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Even after corona, he will still be the same Jesus. That you can keep the faith when you're able to trust in him as a God who changes not. A God who knows our yesterday. A God who knows our today. A God who knows our tomorrow. That we can have faith in him and depend on him that he's a God who changes not. And that is why he continues in verse 9 and tells them, you know, don't fall into strange ideas. Don't fall into false doctrines. Depend on this Jesus for his word is true. At such a time as this, you can become victim of all prayer to false doctrine. You can become victim to philosophies of men. You can become victim to the ways and the words of men. There's a lot that is being speculated out there. But the writer was telling them, you know, don't fall into strange doctrines and strange teachings. Because that will make you to drift away and to depart from that which God would want of you to enable you to keep the faith. So do not be distracted or carried away by strange doctrines, even in such a time as this. Verse 10 to verse 13 says this. We are going verse by verse. It says that we have an altar from which the priests in the tabernacle have no right to eat. And when you continue on and you come to verse 13, the writer says this. So let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace he bore. For this world is not our permanent home. 
we are looking forward to a home yet to come. That what is the writer telling us? That as we seek to keep the faith, he's inviting us also to share in his suffering. To share in his suffering. The suffering of Jesus Christ. Because in verse 12 of Hebrews chapter 13, he says that so also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. That is telling us, as we seek to keep the faith, also let us also share in his suffering. And that is why he's telling them that so let us also go out to him outside the camp. Why? That we may also share in his suffering. Share in his suffering. Share in his suffering. Christ was not crucified in the city. He was crucified out of the city. Because Matthew 27 verse 32 says that as they were going out, as they were going out, and that is why the writer is telling them, so even for us, let us go out with him outside the camp. Just to give you a perspective why he says that. That we may go forth and also share in his suffering. This faith is not an easy one. But yet, as we desire to keep this faith, we may go through suffering. We may go through challenges. But yet, Christ paid it all for us. That we can come in and say that I too desire to share in his suffering. To share in his suffering. To share in his suffering. Verse 15 and 16. There's something he says here about keeping the faith. He says, therefore let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God. Proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Proclaiming our allegiance to his name. That as we keep the faith, we need to proclaim our allegiance to Jesus Christ. To proclaim our allegiance to Jesus Christ. Many times, you may seek to make allegiance to men. But if at all truly, you are a man or a woman who has desired to keep the faith, we need to proclaim our allegiance to his name. And the writer was telling them that your allegiance even in such a time as this should be to Jesus. Not even to the angels. Not to Joshua. Not to Moses. But to Jesus Christ. Where is your allegiance this afternoon? Where is your allegiance this very day? The writer was telling them that let your allegiance be to his name and to Jesus Christ. And to Jesus Christ only. I have seen friends who, because of the times we are going through, have shifted their allegiance. They have drifted away from the faith. And the writer was telling them, don't drift away from the faith. Let your allegiance, let your faith still be in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ alone. And today I ask you, where is your allegiance? 
Where is your allegiance? And this is the one that he was saying that we may come to him and offer a continual sacrifice of praise to God. A continual sacrifice of praise to God. That we can still praise him even in such a time as this. We can still praise him even in the seasons that we are going through and say that my faith is in him. I will offer a continual sacrifice to him who is my God. In verse 16, again, he repeats about sharing and being a blessing to those who are in need. And when you come to verse 17, he goes back again to repeat and says, Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. That in keeping the faith, the Lord desires more than that, that you may have a faith that is loyal, a faith that is obedient, a faith that submits to the spiritual leaders that you have. Because he says that their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God for you. And he says, give them a reason or give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. You know, in thinking about what the writer was saying here, you could feel he was talking from a place of experience. Things that he possibly had gone through. And sometimes it is hard as a leader when you need to tell your people, obey me. It is hard to tell your people that you are a struggle to me. And yet, he was telling them, these things will help you. Being loyal, being submitted is important in matters of keeping your faith in God. Because God looks at how we honor our leaders, how we submit to our leaders. And he says, give them a reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. Are you a joy to your leaders? Are you a joy to the church of Christ? And that is what this writer is saying. Give them reason to do this with joy. And when you continue on, in verse 18, he says this, Pray for us, for our conscience is clear, and we want to live honorably in everything we do. And especially pray that I will be able to come back to you soon. And like I said, when I thought about this, the writer was making a request. And possibly even as I stand here before you, I'm making the same request. Pray for us. Pray for your leaders. Pray for they who God has put over you as a leader. And many times, as we have said before, there's a sense you find as if Paul was the writer of this. 
Because when you read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 25, it says that brothers and sisters pray for us. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 21 says that finally, dear brothers and sisters, we ask you to pray for us. A request to pray for us. We have seen in social media many are bashing their leaders, their spiritual leaders. And yet, in such a time as this, the Lord is saying, pray for your leaders. This one told them, pray for us. And Paul continued to say the same as we have seen in the book of Thessalonians. Pray for your leaders. Because it is not an easy time for any leader. Pray for us. Pray for your leaders. Pray for your leaders. And as we almost come to an end, the thing or the illustration that came to mind was if someone gave you a password today to access a certain account and they went away and they told you that when I come back, please remember this password. Because this password gives you access to the account. Because anytime you need it, you need to access the account, you should have that password. And when I think about keeping the faith, it is more similar to that because this writer was telling them this. There is something that you have received and this is faith. Keep the faith because this faith will enable you to access the heavens. This faith will enable you to access that which you do not have. This faith will enable you to access God. And you can only access this God when you have this password, which is faith. Which is faith. Because in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, Paul, writing to Timothy, he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. Will that be your story? As Paul told Timothy. That I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Luke 18 verse 8 says that nevertheless when the son of man comes will he find faith on earth. Will he find faith on earth. The Lord is telling us even from this exhortation that we've read today from Hebrews chapter 13 is that may it be said of us and may it be your desire that you may fight the good fight. That you may run this race and finish it. But more than that, that you may say, I kept or I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. That is what I believe the writer of Hebrews chapter 13 was telling them. Run this race. Fight the good fight. But more than that, keep the faith. Don't drift back to Judaism. Don't drift back to your former ways of life. I'm encouraging you, keep the faith. Keep the faith. And allow me to end with what is a benediction from this chapter. What we find in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 20 at the end to verse 21. 
He says this as a benediction. That now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ everything that is pleasing to him, all glory to him forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray together. Lord, we come to you this afternoon, O Lord. We are grateful, Lord, even for your word over us today. Lord, we are grateful, Lord, even for that which we have heard from you, Lord. That even in such a time as this, Lord, you're telling us to keep the faith. The times may be hard. The seasons may be challenging. The questions may be many. The uncertainties may be many, O oh Lord. But Lord, how I pray that even in such a time as this, the Lord, may you enable us, Lord, to keep the faith, to trust in you, Lord, to be grounded in you, Lord, to be rooted even in your word in such a time as this, O oh Lord. Father, let it be said of us, as Paul told Timothy, that I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Let that be our testimony. That Lord indeed we kept the faith. And so Lord I pray even for they who have taken part to be part of this service today. Lord I declare that let your blessings, let your goodness Father be upon them. Let the increase of faith the measure of faith in them grow even this afternoon, O Lord. The Lord, in their faith, Lord, the Lord, they may be revived and renewed, O God, to trust in you, to believe in you, and even to hope in you that you're able, Lord, even to see them through, even in such times as this. And even as you come to the end, I invite you, who is there and is listening to me, and you've never given your life to Jesus, Make this prayer even after me this afternoon. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that even today, you may write my name in the book of life. Lord, I come to you just as I am, O Lord. The Lord, you may cleanse me, Lord, and make me right with you, Lord. I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. Amen.